This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Brandy Bernowski, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. It's so excited to be here. I'm excited you're here because otherwise I would be talking to myself, which I do quite frequently, but it's better to talk to another human being. I agree. <laughs> so before we get started today, uh, who in the world are you? I mean, we know your name is Brandy, but what do you do? So I am kind of a website developer turned strategist turned business owner. <laughs> um, I really, I thought when I was starting out in um, as a freelance developer that I was going to be a freelance developer. And it turned out that I was a business owner in disguise and I just had to uh, discover my true business owner, entrepreneurial nature. And uh, yeah, and so it's been a lot of fun. I've grown my business from just being me to a team of 15 people and it kind of grows a little bit more every year, which is fun. I'm not interested in like some giant company, but I am really interested in having um, a team that works really well and that, you know, we can serve our clients really well. That's kind of the whole name of the game. Help people make nice. big impacts in the world. Yes. Well, as Steve Jobs used to say, put a dent in the universe. Yes. And we're all, we're all trying to do that. Uh, so let's talk. Let's get right into the, the mud here. Let's get right into the muck and mire um, website. We, we all need to have a website. And one of the things that really concerns me, and I, I want to know your thoughts, and I hope that we're in alignment on this. Mm -hmm. I really cringe when people go get a domain, mygreatwebsite.com, and redirect it to Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you agree with me on you I, shouldn't do that. Why, why is it important that you don't get a redirect to a social media platform? Well, because frankly, you don't own the social media platform. Yeah. And at any day, it can turn you off. Um, it can disconnect your account. Who knows? It can disappear entirely. And so you, you really don't own anything if you're simply directing everything to social media. I think it's really important to own your presence and be aware of the digital footprint and imprint you're leaving everywhere you go. So um, I don't think I, I will dial it back a little bit. And I say, I'll say, I don't think everyone needs to have a website, but most people, certainly any business needs to have a website and you need to have your own website. You need to own your own website too. Like I'm a really big believer. So I, I came up as a blogger. Like that's one of the ways I learned to code is because I was blogging. And what I saw happening to some of my friends with the way that um, they thought they owned their website, but they did not, in fact. In fact, someone else owned their domain, um, owned all of the access to the site, owned the hosting. And so they, in fact, really didn't own anything. And they were kind of a constant servant to uh, you know, kind of this other developer or company that held everything and then would charge them astronomical prices to update their stuff. So I really work a lot with my clients on like, okay, you need to purchase your domain because then you own it. You know, mm -hmm. you need to purchase your hosting because then you own it. And yeah, like there's always kind of, you know, scenarios in which like if you've, you're on Squarespace, you don't own the platform, but at least you own your account, you know, come yes. on, like little basic things like you need to have ownership of. So I'm a big believer in that. Yeah, I am too. And I will, one of the, one of the, when I became an entrepreneur, one of the things I struggled with is just because I build a website doesn't mean people are going to come. Yes. So in January, 2011, I launched com. Now that I look back on it, Oh my goodness. It was so horrible, but we didn't have the technology we have this day. Um, nobody came. And I really thought, I, I don't know why I thought this, but I really thought 
my website is on the internet. I'm going to get billions of visitors. And yeah, my mom came and my, my friends came. No one else came because we'll get, we'll talk about this later SEO. So just because you build it doesn't mean people are going to come. That's right. And especially in today's world, there are so many websites out there. So don't think you can just put it together, put it out there and you're done. You actually have to do some work. So I, a lot of the clients who come to us sometimes, um, especially like the ones who are just getting started in their business, they think if they build a website, the clients will show up. And that's not how it works. You actually, sometimes I tell them, go get three clients first, then build your website. Cause you're going to build a better website because you're going to understand some of who your clients are already. And that's a better process to go through. Like get three clients, then we'll build, or get five, get 10. Then we can build a website because we'll have a better understanding into your clients because you'll actually have had clients. And there are of course exceptions to that. You know, certain businesses um, do need a website first, but so often people um, try to be too reliant upon their website. And that just, that doesn't get you anywhere. You have to you have to work your network. You have to connect with people on social media, in person, virtually. It 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 really goes beyond just having the website. The website is like the thing they can get to once they know you exist. Yes, and I will tell you uh, when I first built my website and I did it all my own because I didn't have the funds to hire someone. Mm -hmm. And I put everything and the kitchen sink on the homepage, and so you'd go there. And what am I supposed to do? Because it was like this, like someone just like vomited all over the page. Now my website, there's three things you can do on my website. You can sign up for my email list. You can find out about my coaching program. You can read a testimonial. Yeah. Okay. It's very minimalist because I know people's attention is really in short the supply. Yes. Um, last year in 2020, I went through Marie Forleo's B-School. And one of the things I learned there that really stuck with me, she goes, don't put social media icons on your homepage. Mm -hmm. And she goes, the reason why is because you work so hard to get that traffic to your website. Do you want someone to click on the Facebook icon, then go look at your Facebook page? Then they're looking at baby pictures and vacation pictures. And I never thought about that. Most people have social media icons all over the place. You You don't get my social media icons until you sign up for my email newsletter because I don't want your attention to be distracted when they come to your page. Now, do you recommend more of a minimalist approach to your homepage? I think it depends a little bit upon the business. So like, obviously, if you're a product-based business, I'm going to recommend different things for your homepage than if you're a coach or if you're a blogger and things like that. But I do, I don't, I don't think you should distract people with too much information. I am a minimalist in my approach. That doesn't mean that it's three sentences on the homepage and you're done. But um, very often, like if clients really, you know, for for example, a blogger where social media is going to be really important. Yeah, not at the top of the site, maybe in the footer, you know, once they get through the important things that you really want them to do, like sign up for your newsletter. Because again, social media, there's no guarantee it's going to be around forever. But once you have that list of email addresses, you will have that list. And I think, you know, For me personally, I pay more attention to an email that's in my inbox than I do to a social media post, which, you know, it really does, it's determined by an algorithm when I'm, if if, if I'm even going to see it or not, which is crazy, you know? So, so get really understand what are the key actions you want people to take on your site. And it should just be one or two. Focus the homepage on those key actions 
And then you can have other things in other places. Like I think it's great if you sign up for the newsletter list, then you get a follow-up email that's like, hey, and follow me on my social media. Uh, But again, there are other kind of reasons, I think, to put it at the bottom of the page. And it just kind of depends upon the business. I I agree. Now, one of the things I use quite extensively is a redirect because not too many people can go to markstucheski.com. And I remember when I was in nursery school, I thought my teachers were so stupid because I was three years old. I could say and spell my last name and they couldn't. Now I couldn't spell or say any other word, but I could spell my name. So what I going out and got is the domain, mrproductivity.com, which magically takes you to markstucheski.com. One of my dreams is I become so famous that people can go there straight, but I'm still working on that because of the Struchowski name, but we're working on it. Mark is not a problem. It's the last name. So what are your thoughts on, you know, what I did? I have a complicated name. I think everyone should have, even if you don't have a website, you should have your own domain name because you don't want someone else to go get it and use it for nefarious reasons. So if you have a difficult name like mine, you think, uh, do you think it's a good idea to get a redirect? I do think it is. I think, I think there's any advantage you can give people to jog their memories, you know, the better and easier words to spell, the better. Um, so it's, I will say it's becoming obviously more challenging these days to get good domains that make sense. Um, <laughs> but keep looking for them because it really can make all of the world of a difference for people. Um I mean, I certainly have my do- my like my own name is my domain. I have that, but I also have my business. And I'm always looking for like, what, how simple can I make it for people so that they can hear it and they can remember it and they can actually take action on it? So if you do have a uh, first or last name with complicated spellings, yeah, work, work on, on a shortened version, something that people can use that's easy for them to be able to spell and get to fast. Hey there, it's Mark, and I want to invite you to become a Mark Struchowski Insider and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. I was so excited one day because I always wanted to go get Mark.com, and I went to GoDaddy, and I searched Mark.com. It's available, and then it says... You have to click the button for the, uh, I don't know, the concierge service, something like that, yeah. which tells you they're going to have to go buy it. It's probably six figures. I'm like, I don't want that bad. It'd be really cool to say, go to mark.com. Yeah. But yeah, you get mark.com or like your case, brandy.com. That's going to be more than $14 a year. It is. <laughs> it is. But it'd be nice to have it. I know Brendan Burchard, he's got brandon.com. And I'm sure he didn't pay like a hundred bucks for it. He probably paid a lot of money for that. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of those I think were gone in the early days before any of us realized we could buy domains. Yes, exactly. Now I tell people if you get a kid and you named her Samantha Jones, go get SamanthaJones.com if it's available because it may not be available when she's 18 or 22. And a lot of people don't think about that, but think about it now. Go get all your kids' dom- um, usernames on all the social media platforms, yeah. but especially, um, you know, talking about social media. Have you ever heard of MySpace or Friendster? Oh, yeah. I was on Friendster like when it first came out. That was college yeah. for me. Yeah. They're not around anymore. They're so, not around to, anymore. To make your point, I mean, Facebook's got like a trillion people on there, but they could go under too. Instagram, I mean, uh, I, I think one of my sites that I, I go on a lot is Snapchat. They resisted being bought by Facebook and Google in 2016. They're not owned by Microsoft or Mark Zuckerberg, or they're like they're on their island all by themselves. And I, I, I heard their chief marketing officer about six months ago 
saying that they've actually aged up, which means more older people are going on the platform now. So I play around with Snapchat. It's it's kind of fun because they're not associated with any other person. Um, I think Facebook and Instagram are, are saturated. Um, you know, they so what are. do you think about that? I, I think it's always good to be aware of new social media channels and, you know, platforms that are coming out in general and to be curious about them, play with them. I know another big one that a lot of people are experimenting with currently is Clubhouse. Um, and it's a little different because it's audio only. And there are some things that I honestly don't really love about the way it works. Like it's hard for me to find any scheduled rooms that my friends have, you know, kind of scheduled into the future. Um, it, you kind of have to go through a lot of other things in order to get to them. And so there's a lot of improvements that that can be made there. But I know a lot of people who are also having some great successes with it. So it's it's like anything. You have to be willing to say, I'm going to give it a little bit of a try. I'm at least going to go look at it and see. And maybe my my people are there. Maybe they're not. You know, also don't put yourself in a place that your people aren't. Like if you're a coach, Pinterest might not be the best thing for you. Right. You know, fa- LinkedIn, Facebook might be better. So you have to know where your people are, um, but also know like what gives you energy and what drains your energy. I'm not on Twitter. It, it, I, I was back in the, like in the early days and it, you know what, it just didn't work well for me. Like mm-hmm. I can't be on it enough to be constantly tweeting, um, me too. and things like that. So I gave up on it and that's okay. We, I'm, I'm on other channels that work better for me and that works. So I, I agree with you. I watched the social dilemma. Uh, yes. after watched that, I deleted Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest because, well, number one, I don't like them selling my information. Number two, they're so saturated. Mm-hmm. I, I tried TikTok for eight months. Nothing happened. I, you know, Facebook is oversaturated. I was on Instagram for two years. Nothing happened, but I get a lot of traction on LinkedIn. So I'm like, okay, well, that's where my tribe is. That's where I'm getting the engagement. That's where I'm going to be. Why waste my time? I mean, I didn't give it a week. I gave it six months, two years to get these social media platforms. At some point you're like, okay, well, maybe I should put that effort into growing my LinkedIn. And that's what works. But it's funny. You talk about clubhouse and everybody asked me, Mark, when are you going clubhouse? Cause I got my username. I always get my username when the first uh, platform comes out and I'm like, I probably will never be on clubhouse. Like why? It's really great. I say, well, number one, the number one answer I hear from people is like, oh my gosh, it's so addicting. I'm not getting anything done. Now I'm Mr. Productivity. That kind of concerns me. Number two goes back to what we said earlier. You don't own the platform. Okay. I have something called clubhouse. It's called the podcast and I own every episode I've ever done and I'm in total control of it. I don't have to go by terms and services and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you want to go on clubhouse and it's working for you, go on clubhouse and make it work for you. But I was spreading myself too thin. I was everywhere and I was, it was exhausting trying to, you know, do this video and do it for Instagram and then do it for Snapchat and then do it for LinkedIn. And it was, I'm like, okay, I'm a one man operation. And I said, okay, where are people consuming my stuff? The podcast and LinkedIn. So I said, okay, that's where I'm going to focus my attention. What do you think about that? I completely agree with you. I think when it comes to impact, we have to look at, where our energy is going and where are people responding to what we're doing. And we have to narrow it down. Like I honestly, I have found that even though we have a presence for my business on Instagram, I don't have, I've got a page on Facebook. I don't use it anymore. Um, Really my biggest impact comes through direct conversations and relationships and networking with people. That's where I spend my time. 
That is where I have grown my business. It's what fuels me. It's where I actually feel most productive as opposed to like trying to sling posts onto Instagram and hope that the right person <laughs> finds them and hires me and things like that. And I'd rather yeah. be networking and and connecting with people and looking to see how I can support and serve them. It's it's really worked well for me. So I completely, I'm in agreement with you, um, with your approach. I think it's really nice to be aware of, you know, know what's out there, but also know what works best for you because when you can put, it's that like the Pareto principle, that 80-20, like if, if you can put that effort in and get a huge impact out, you should be doing that. Don't be trying to put it everywhere and hope that it it gets the same result. It's not going to. There are just going to be better spots and channels for you. 100%. I, I, what you just said right there is pure gold. There is no magic platform that's going to make you a trillionaire. Okay. Yep. You have to put the work in. Uh, I heard some, I don't, this is not factual. Someone told me this, that if you're on Facebook or Instagram, most people don't see your stuff. And if you pay, like they say, boost this post for 10, $20, not a lot of people are going to see your stuff. Uh, I heard Brendan Burchard and those, that kind of level people, they're paying millions of dollars a month on Facebook ads. Now, I don't know if that's true. That's just what I heard. Is that, is that true? So the, these big people on Facebook, are they paying millions of dollars on ads? Do you know? I don't have access to their accounts, so I cannot oh, tell you for sure. But I do, there are some people I know who are investing like five, six figures a month wow. in Facebook ads. Um, and they're seeing return. That's the thing. Right. You know, like in some cases they are seeing return. But, you know, I, I know that it is common and considered, you know, a success to have a one to 2% return on, wow. on, you know, what actually converts. So again, I think it, it depends upon your business and if yeah. that's really the space for it or not. Otherwise there's so many other ways to find clients and connect with people out there. Um, I, I can't, I mean, I, I personally as a business couldn't imagine putting five figures into Facebook ads on a monthly basis. I'm with you. One of my strengths is I'm a communicator. And one of the things I'm working with a coach now, you know, I use StreamYard when I go live Mm -hmm. because LinkedIn does not allow you to go live in the app. I'm hoping they're going to fix that. So if you go to conference, you can't like stream live on LinkedIn unless you have your, you know, MacBook, whatever. And so what happens is I go live on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And she goes, what draws people to you is not the fact you've gone live is your energy your passion, because someone could say the exact same thing you did in a monotone and no one would care. And so I think social media is a tool. Websites, a tool you, I don't want to say you're a tool, but you're part of how you get to figure this thing out called life and become successful. And so it takes more than just one thing. I don't like when people think it's, Oh, just a website or just email or just a podcast. No, it's all these things. And you already said in the podcast, you, you, oh, let me try this. That didn't work. I'll try this. Okay. I like these two things, this thing. And then you, all of a sudden you get something working cohesion. Mm-hmm. That's where the magic happens. Too many people are trying to force this stuff. And I think that's the mistake. Cause they're, if you're, if you're old enough to remember the movie, the matrix, you know, you take the red pill, the, the green pill, the blue pill, whatever the colors were, that's not how life works. You have to keep, so what works for you, Brandy may not work for me. Yeah. Hey, I now have an affiliate program where you can earn up to 30% commission just referring people to my paid program. To find out more, go to mrproductivity.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the link. 
Absolutely. I, I think that's true just across the board. It's also why I am, um, I, I very much don't like pretty much the Facebook ads where it's like, Hey, I just did a 10, you know, uh, a five-figure launch, and you too can if you follow my exact formula. Uh, business might be different. I mean, there might be something in there that's valuable to you, but those magic pill formulas don't necessarily work 100% of the time for everyone in every way. And I certainly am a big believer that you should not build a business that you hate. Like yes. build a business that you love, that you're excited to get up in the morning for, not one that, that makes you go, oh, but I have to do that today too. I mean, there's we all have to do some things that we don't love in our business, but overwhelmingly, like my days are spent in conversation with people, which is what I, even as an introvert, really do truly love, like actually talking to people and helping them. That's how I've set my business up. And so I look forward to my days. I don't dread the fact that I may have to be on calls from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. because I know I'm, I'm talking to really amazing, good people in the process. So I think it's just you have to make sure you're setting up your business in a way that energizes you, even if you feel a little drained at the end of the day, overwhelmingly energizes you and that you're excited about the way it's turned out. I'm so glad you said that because it is so important that if you are going to do something for a very long time, cause it's your business, why not do something you love to do? I always tell people you will never be your most productive self unless you're doing what you love to do, where you love to do it with who you love to do it with. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you are like, Oh, you know, there's a commercial Dunkin' Donuts had this commercial back in the eighties. I think you guys, you time to make the donuts. If that's your attitude and you wake up, uh, you might want to think about doing a different career because you should be excited because I hate to break this to anybody, but you get one life. So why not live life that you want doing stuff you love to do? And I'm glad to hear you say that because it's music to my ears. Yeah. And I think what people also need to remember is that when you become an entrepreneur, and especially when you become a business owner, which is a little bit different than just being an entrepreneur, it's actually like really owning the outcome yes. of your company. You're not going to suddenly have more free time on your hands. You know, you're <laughs> yeah. probably going to have less. And it's one of the challenges of the business that as you cross th certain thresholds, you have to give up um, and delegate particular responsibilities. But inevitably, at some point of being a business owner, you are going to be working more than 40 hours a week. So make those 40 hours or 45 or 50, whatever it's going to be that week, something that you actually really love doing. Let me ask you this question. We talked about social media. We talked about yes. websites. What Other than what we've already talked about, because we talked about a lot, what are one or two mistakes that you see people making either with their website or with social media. So you can choose one of each or two from social media or two from website. I just want to know what two mistakes that people, you see people make with your clients. Cause I really want to bring this home for the listener. I have one big one that actually crosses both, which okay. is inconsistencies. Ah. So I think it's really, really important to create a cohesive digital experience for people, whether they're on your social media or on your website. And that that means a couple of different things. First, it means, you know, not having some old, you know, version of your website while you have new branding everywhere else. Like you uh, want to make sure that visually that people know it's you and they're not like, wait, 
this looks like you now and this looks like you 10 years ago. I'm so confused. <laughs> that, I mean, that also goes to updated photos as well. I think it's important yes. to do new photos so that, you know, they, like, if you cut your hair, well, I mean, for women at least, you know, <laughs> but for men too these days, if you cut your hair dramatically and then like dye it a different color, it, it, it can be a little jarring when someone h- hops on a call with you and it's like, wait, but in your photo. <laughs> How long, how long ago is that? So I think the more the more cohesive you can be across the digital world to show who you are right now in this moment and speak to people the way you actually speak to people. I mean, that also goes like if you hire someone to write your website and then hire a totally different person to handle your social media and there's no consistency in the tone of voice or you know language being used people will get confused when they head from your social media to your website and it's all just a different tone yeah. different personality practically <laughs> so i really think making sure that the cohesion is across the board is really really critical and something that a lot of people find challenging to do i think it's but it's it's one of the most important pieces that we can do cuz i think you know we have for so long been these four-dimensional beings, and now we're extending ourselves into this digital world even more than we have in the past. So really kind of embracing that extension as much as possible and knowing that we can create the same experience overall for people. Like in, I want I want to sh- for, for people when they get on a call with me to know that I am showing up online as the same person I am here in in person. So I think that's that's one of the biggest mistakes I see made is that like there's just it's so piecemeal and we have to start treating it as like a pieces of the whole picture. You know, funny you talk about headshots with a bald head and shaving my goatee. I can go pretty much a couple of years because I'm not my my face is going to change. But I see your point. I I know people who have a lot a big following on social media and I meet them in public I'm like, dude, you don't look anything like your picture. Yeah, it was such a good picture. It is a good picture, but that's not you today. Okay. I mean, I know you and I'm telling you, cause you're my friend, go get a new picture. I know you don't like the gray hair, then go dye it, but don't the consistency. I'm so glad you said that. Cause that is so important. So thank you for that. We talked, we covered a lot of ground today, by the way, I want to thank you for your yeah. insights. So now we're going to switch over to something called Mike swap, which I allow you to be the temporary host of the Mark's Chesky podcast. You don't have to say my last name so you can breathe there. Um, <laughs> but any other question, doesn't it be about websites or productivity? You can literally ask me any question. If I don't know the answer, well, I'll just tell you, I don't know the answer. No home, no harm, no foul. So Brandy, I give you the microphone. Oh, thank you. So I, I think, you know, it's important as entrepreneurs that we lead with our hearts as well as our heads and strategy. So I'd really love to hear about one of the most heartfelt moments in your business that you felt like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the right place. I'm doing the right thing. Well, this happens whenever I have the a client who's been stuck, mm-hmm. and then we reach that moment of breakthrough, and they get it. I can tell by the look on their face because we do Zoom calls, and oh, I get, it. and they just get they they get so excited, and I get excited. I I really get emotional over that because you know some clients I work with you know for a couple sessions and they get it, and some of them I'll you know year year and a half and you know, they're stubborn or whatever the case may be. But when the client gets it and they, they just, I can tell by their whole body language, that's really emotional for me. Yeah. It's, I'm sure it's nice to know that you're part of that, um, yes. of bringing them to that moment. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's my big question for you. Cause I think that's so important that we anchor into those moments of like, 
really like why we do what we do. Yeah. And that's why I do not, I, I know how many clients I'll take on a day, a week, mm-hmm. uh, a month at a time, because I do not want to be a, um, you know, a guy who, or, or a coach, I should say, that has like 12, 14 uh, sessions during the day. Cause I know that the last session won't, I won't be as sharp as the first session. So I sat down a couple of years ago. I go, okay, how many, how many sessions can I do in a day? Okay. And cause I want, I want a break between every session. Some people go from call to call to call to call. I, that doesn't work for me. Same with podcast interviews. Okay. Yeah. I do one a day. Now I'm doing two a day this week. Now listen, a little inside uh, podcasting for you. We're recording this on April 20th, but it's actually coming out the next week. Cause I'm going to be away uh, for a week uh, helping my mom and dad in Florida. And I created this really crazy idea on January 1st to release a brand new episode every day. So I was supposed to interview Brandy next week, but because I want her episode to come out next week, I won't have podcasting equipment then. So she's on now, but you're like, what's he talking about? I just ramble. Just go with me. You've been listening to my show for a while. You know, I just ramble off on tangents like that. So I do appreciate you listening. So Brandy, the final question I have for you is where can we go find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? Absolutely. Best place to go is to my website, alchemyandaim.com. I always tell people head to the contact form there and reach out to me because I actually get those and I respond to them and all that good stuff. And then um, I'm on Instagram too at Brandy Bernoski or at Alchemy and Dame. Wow. So you actually reply to people? I do reply to people. Amazing. I know. I know. I, I don't always reply to people within like two hours or something like that, but I always make sure that if someone actually submits the form, like you have to hit submit on the form, by the way, you can't just like type in your name and call it good. But if you hit submit the form, I'm going to make sure that I respond to you. And the only time that I don't respond is if I'm on vacation. And then my team responds because good we do really you. care about people. Well, I don't appreciate Gary Vaynerchuk's potty mouth, but I do appreciate that he's a real person that if you see him on the streets of New York City or an airport, you can walk up to him and say hi. A lot of these other people have made it. And you know who I'm talking about. We're not going to name call on the show. But if you're not a member of their billion dollar mastermind, you're never going to get close to them. I don't want to be that person. I want to be like a, a clean uh, Joe, uh, clean um, Gary Vaynerchuk. I want, I'm not better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that you don't think you're better than anyone else. And I, I think... I don't have a place in my life for people to go, well, I've worked so hard and now I'm this mega superstar. I'm like, yeah, but you know, you still have to use the bathroom. You still have to eat. You still have to, you're just like everybody else. And so I don't like people like that. And so I I think the model that Gary teaches us that we're lucky. We're all, I'm just one human being among 8 billion. Let's all just get along. And I I love talking to people like you because we're, we're of the same, same, what two peas in a pod cup from the same cloth. So many close shades we could talk about. So I'm glad. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad you were on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stuchowski insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.